Hey, welkom bij Metal Health. Vandaag zijn Dimitri en ik in Haarlem in een van de vele kleedkamers van Poppodium Patronaat. Waar we spreken met een band die we gedurende de pandemie hebben ontdekt. Waar we verknocht aan raakten, maar tot nu toe nog niet live hebben kunnen zien. Hun muziek is energiek, opzwepend, in your face en onlangs kwam hun nieuwste album uit. Vanavond mogen ze voor het eerst live bewonderen, maar voordat het zover is, spreken we in Metal Health met de voorman van deze fantastische band Burgeon Row, Bart Balboa. Bart, welcome to the show. How is it going? I'm good, thank you. I'm uh, I'm full of rest. Full of rest. <laughs> nice. Full, full of rest. A, that's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> and, and and also after a drive because we just understood like you came from Brussels all yeah. the way and uh, you just arrived, did a sound check, yeah. talking to us and then ready for the show. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. We 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 um we've been on tour for like a, a month and a half, so we're very uh, uh, used to like doing sound checks and, and everything now, so everything's very quick. You know, it's not too painful to to do all those things. So, <laughs> not tired from the tour yet. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. all right. Especially after like looking into like the last time you were in the Netherlands for tour, we're talking about like April 2019. I mean, mm. that's ages ago, and yeah. finally back in 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 Harlem to do a show. How is it mm. to be able to be back on tour again? Um, it's uh, so it it feels like. You know, it's kind of weird because look, you're when you start to play a show for the first time after two and a half years, you kind of feel last show was like two weeks ago because you have all the everything you use, you're used to doing for like 13 years. It's still the same, you know, and um, and so so it was pretty easy on that matter. But like the body was not ready, right. <laughs> like really, it was very, very hard uh, in terms of like being tired and everything um you know keeping the rhythm of like a, a tour like the, the tour we did on in, in october it was like a show every day um uh, which is what we, we usually do but like after two and a half years of sitting on my ass you know at home and not doing anything really uh it like it was kind of hard <laughs> you didn't have any training or practice to get physically i'm not one to go to the gym really okay <laughs> i'm not I don't, i don't i try but i don't see any point at like lifting stuff you know whatever but I tried to do a bit of um, push-ups and you know sit-ups and uh, stuff like that just to to be ready for the tour, but it was not enough, like really. <laughs> just performing, and that's the energy you need. Yeah, yeah, you need like I, I guess you have like a, all your muscles are like you know they they have to 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 be working like from the the moment you arrive at the at the venue to the moment you leave to the hotel because you're always like lifting stuff. You're like, yeah, you're playing your show and like. Mostly, like we try to move on stage. You know, we're not. We try to not stay still on stage, and uh, and and so you're physically involved a lot on this frame, like this time frame. Uh, but it's still not enough, and it's still hard enough for your body to be like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. It's like way too much compared to what you've been doing for the last two years. <laughs> exactly when when you actually sat still. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, when I wrote the message that we're working on this podcast mm. and we uh, we invited you to uh, to, uh, to to be on it, um, there was a, like a huge positive response going like, yeah, I would love to do that. Mm. What was the reason that like when it came to this topic, which is, well, quite serious and not necessarily about like promoting the band or that was not necessarily the, um, uh, the question that we had. Mm. Um, what made you like uh, react so positively towards um, talking about like this topic about mental health in the musical in music industry. Um, so our last record, Griquelin, talks about m- mental health, uh, and it was like a topic that we wanted to uh, talk about before the pandemic. But the pandemic made it so uh, obvious and easy to talk about those topics because everything was so amplified, uh, e- like the anxiety, the depression that we wanted to talk about. Everything was so amplified that it was kind of like easy to find, you know, um, uh, some. Um, some inspiration in a way um and i think those two and a half years really were like the worst i lived i think um um like most of us we've played in bands since we were like nine year old so it's part of our lives since the beginning pretty much so not being able to do that was kind of like a, a huge weight uh, to carry and and you know it's it's a, it's a group of things where you're like you're not allowed to live your passion which is Usually, like for example, if we don't go on tour for two months, um, I, I start to be very depressed, right? Because it's like as I said, we've been touring for thirteen years, so it's a rhythm that is in my body. It's even. routine. Yeah, it's a kind of a routine, and uh, and when I don't have it, which means I don't have the um, uh, the um, uh, the ability to you know 
say everything that I have on my heart and, and all those things, uh, it means that it, it stays inside and it kind of like rot you inside, you know. And so when you're not allowed to have this, like other people have sport, for example, they need to do sports to you know, feel better. That's our sport, the, the fact of touring. And, um, and so, um, so yeah, like we've lived very rough years. Uh, it was very, very hard. Uh, and, and seeing people talking about the mental health in this industry, I, th I feel is very important because it's kind of like something that everybody avoids talking about. Um, there are many, many things aside of the pandemic. There are many things that I think also are very important to acknowledge. The fact that being on stage in front of many people is not that easy for everyone. Being on tour is not that easy for everyone either. Or like, you know, being involved in something that is so um, uh, tiring and, and, and it, it, like being in a band the way we are, it asks a lot. And Obviously, it's your passion, so you want to do it. But at the same time, you have all the negative sides that you, you just don't want to look at and you don't want to talk about it. But it's important, actually, to talk about it. So that's why I was very uh, interested in, uh, in, in doing this because we've been doing the, we've been doing the band thing for a long time. So we, we have like our own experiences. And, uh, and at the same time, I think we went through the worst part of our band, like mentally, I'd right. say. Right. And, and when the uh, when the pandemic hit, were you still were you still out there touring? Where you sold the world, or was it already that you were working on, like getting a a, a new album done? Uh, like so, our plans was like when the pandemic showed up, uh, we were still on tour with Alcest, um, and uh, and we only had to like change one gig because we, we we had we were supposed to play in in Italy, where like the the whole thing started very you know big uh, yeah. at this time. And so we had only this this show to change, and so we didn't really realize how big it was at the, at that point because nothing had changed on our tour. Really, we, we didn't have to cancel shows or whatever. And um, and when we finished this tour, we were like, we really want to write a new record. It's, it's been like months and months. We we're talking about like writing a new record. So we knew that we wanted to take some time off from touring to write new songs, but we were supposed to have like big festivals during the summer. Uh, and actually we played our last show in Paris and, uh, I think one week after that, the, um, the first lockdown in France happened and, um, and it kind of felt like good, you know, it was like, oh, it's all according our own plans almost, you know, it's like, because you don't realize at first what, what, it, what is going on really. It's like, oh, it's a pandemic, but it's a word, you know, you don't, we've never been through lockdowns and everything. So you don't know what's going on. And, uh, and so we were like, oh, cool. So I've got actually some time at home uh, to write new riffs like paint or whatever to do everything i don't have the time to do when i'm on tour so um so so yeah it was like kind of a, a weird situation where like everything happened where we wanted to get some rest and it was even like bigger that a bigger rest than what we wanted to do you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was even easier for us during the first lockdown it felt pretty good actually Exactly, mm. and and from what I understand, it's like at some point, like or you started working on the on the on the new record, mm. it was um, uh, recorded, it was uh, it was mixed, and that all that was all been done like during the pandemic, mm. and then from what I understood, it it, it set, just sat there for like over a year before mm. the world got to uh, experience the uh, the new album. Mm. Uh, was that also like uh, was there a reason for just delaying, or not? Maybe it's not even delaying, mm. but like what was the reason that we had to wait or that you didn't release the album for for so long uh, because like for this record we tried to um, to work differently usually we do everything on our own uh, like maybe for the last four years now I think we have someone booking our shows for example but before that we would book everything on our own we would do all the management on our own like everything pretty much around the band we would do on our own so we started like having a booking agent for like the tour on uh, We Already Lost the World. Um, and uh, and for this new record, we were like, I think we need a management. We need people to take care of the things we were not capable of doing anymore because it was like the band was getting a bit too big for us to manage everything, like all the emails, all the ideas, like, and also it's easier to have someone, you know, talking for you, like, selling your band to other people because when you're an artist you don't you're you don't know how to sell yourself really so um so we started like talking about working with the management and everything and uh and when the pandemic hit we we were like oh we don't know how long it's gonna it's gonna take so let's 
let's just, you know, write the record, um, uh, record it, mix it, or whatever. And when we finished the the mastering and everything, we're like, uh, we're not finished with COVID at all. So what what do we do? Do we put it on Spotify and maybe, you know, like try to sell some LPs or whatever? But Or do we just, like, like when we had this reflection, we understood that we are a live band. Like everything we do is... Uh, uh, like every song we write we write them to be played live really you know um, so it was very important for us uh, to not uh, cut the um, live aspect of the band from the release of the of the record too so we really wanted to have the record for like for a tour like you know like def what, what we say like defend the record on tour kind of and uh, so we had to wait to go back on tour and that was a long way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And did you have in that in that time between the, the the finishing of the recording and the starting of the touring, it was like a year between that or something? Uh, a, a year and a half. And you, and you didn't yeah. uh, uh, hesitate on what you did record or you didn't doubt on what you had? You thought it was fine, it is, it is, it is perfect as it is. No, no, it's, it's, it's the hardest part because like for us, I think it's most of the artists that will tell you the same thing is you discover what you've created through the eyes of another person. So when someone comes to you and say like, I really like that song for this or that reason, uh, your music touches me that way or whatever, that's when you realize what you created. Um, when you listen to your own music, it's like listening to your you know, voice on a answering machine. It's like, <laughs> it's, kind of a, it's kind of hard. And it, it's interesting for me because like during the pandemic, I started like watching a lot of videos about a lot of different topics. And I found out uh, a video of a, Ed O'Brien from Radiohead was talking about their process of um, composing and they have the exact same reaction that any other like small band, small bands, you know, it's like basically you write your first, you, you write your song at the practice room and you'll, you're with your friends. You're like, oh, this is so cool. You know, I'm so happy we did that. And, uh, and then you listen to the recording the next day and you're like, oh, maybe we can change just a little bit. <laughs> And the next day, it's like, whoa, whoa, okay, I think there's nothing good in this song. And the next day, you're just like, I want to quit playing music, you know? This is the kind of reaction you have when you when you create music. And so having like a year and a half <laughs> is very long. So we, we tried to not listen to the record too much and, you know, you know just put it aside and be like, our, our friends who listen to it think it's very good. We'll just keep it that way, <laughs> not listen to it too much, uh, and uh, and we'll see what happens, really. But it's it's true that it's really hard until you have, like, the first comments. Like, I don't really care about magazines and stuff like that. Like, it's very nice to have, you know, reviews and everything. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not. But for me, the most important is the people who come to shows and come to talk to you and be like, your music means something to me. And when someone says that about the new album you, you just put out, it just... You know, it's just the best award you can get, really. And uh, so we were very impatient to finally have that in our lives. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, I, I want to say, and I think that that's what you're just referring to, a song only exists through the person that listens to it. Mm. Uh, is that like when, uh, is that like more of an experience live? I mean, like then you're playing your voice, uh, mm. like you just said, but then you're also looking at the people mm. that are enjoying it. I mean, like they're there for, for you. Mm. So when it comes to, a uh, song only exists to the people that listen to it and mm. uh, the person who listen to it is that more of an experience than do doing that live than having that record out there and then hope that people will like it yeah because like you know internet comments for example they're they don't have the same value than having someone face to face telling you like i mean with with the last record we started to have a lot of people uh, saying intense stuff to us like crying sometimes talking about our music being like you really helped me go through a lot of shit in my life like thank you for your music and stuff you will never have this kind of conversation on internet with someone so uh, it's definitely different it's great to see you know the numbers of likes or comments or stuff like that it's cool like ob obviously it, it it plays on your vision of what you're doing and how uh, people appreciate it or not but the real thing is when you're surrounded by people and they listen to you when you speak between songs, for example. And after the after the show, they come to talk to you and be like, "I really recognized myself in what you were saying on stage." And and this song specifically is very important for me. Blah blah blah. It, those things are of like a value that is really hard to um, to describe because it's like you rem you remember yourself being you know on your desk or on your 
on your bed sometimes, you know, writing your little lyrics, you know, for your little songs and stuff. And then it takes, you know, you put them out of, uh, uh, in the world and, and, and it takes, it, it's, it's kind of like, it becomes something way bigger than what you were doing at the beginning. Because when you touch people in their lives that way, it's something that you don't realize when you write your songs on your bed, you know, just writing for yourself mostly. And, and when someone is like, I recognize myself in your songs and it really helps me. You you realize the impact you have on people and almost the responsibility also sometimes that you have and uh, it, it's it's uh, it's huge you know yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's, it, it can be kind kind of scary sometimes because I remember talking about it with um with a friend um, Caro from uh, Osbrecker uh, a band that was on the same label that than us before and and she had a lot of people coming to her too being like uh, you're very important for me and stuff. And we were talking about the sense of responsibility you feel and the pressure it, it brings with itself. It's in, and it's true that sometimes just like, whoa, this person is literally crying in my arms because I wrote a song. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and so, I, I don't know, like this experience is just way beyond everything you can find on the internet. You know, it's always cool to receive emails. Like today, for example, we received an email from someone saying that, I was here at your show in uh, in France and uh, and I just wanted to tell you this and this and this and this and it was very heavy stuff you know like very touching stuff and uh and obviously you're like whoa okay what we do means something to people and and it's important for them and it makes you feel useful you know right. and that's a, that's a thing also with um, the pandemic is that you're not when during the pandemic we're not allowed to do what we love to do but at the same time, society was telling all the artists that they were unnecessary for the society. Yeah. And that's a huge part of uh, the depression that came with the pandemic for artists in general, I think, is that, you know, you spend your life being on tour, meeting people, telling you, like, uh, what you do really means something to me, blah, blah, blah. And then the the head of the society, like your government, for example, is just telling you, you're not allowed to do this anymore because you're not necessary. You know? Exactly. Like, let's focus, let's, let's, when it comes to, uh, to, to, to support, not only moral support, but also like financial support, mm. we're going to focus on something else than the, the, the cultural industry, the musical industry, definitely, yeah. but also like the, the cultural industry. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and just, even just, you know, like philosophically being just told that it's not important, you know, culture is not important. And, and you're like, I mean, culture changed my life, like, and so that, that, you know, when people tell me like our music changed their life, uh, I can't totally relate to it because many bands changed my life, many artists in general, like painters and stuff, where I can tell that I have specific memories attached to this music, I have uh, specific feelings, and some of this music also helped me go, you know, through hard times and, and, you know, feeling like a better person after all this, you know. And music is always in the background, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, passionate, passionate by, by, by music, it's always here. You wake up, you, 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 you press play on your Spotify or whatever. And, and your life goes on and there's always music in the background. And it's, it's like this. So like saying this is a necessary is just very, very violent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's beyond being an insult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, especially when, when during pandemic, you were talking yeah. about your own mental health struggles or, or yeah. discussions during pandemic, but I guess a lot of people just feel felt isolated yeah. and, and felt alone. And I guess using music or going to bands or, or experiencing music yeah. and sharing this is something that just could help with the mental health. I guess that a lot of people were suffering with it. So yeah, definitely. So um, it's something that I try to recreate on my own because like, I'm not a very social person in general. Like, I don't go out of my house when I'm not on tour, except for working. But, um, uh, this, like, being on tour is my, my, my social bubble. You know, it's where, it's where I start socializing with people and uh, it's very easier for me to, uh, to be social with people on tour. Uh, so when we stopped touring and, and I had no one to talk to really around me and, uh, and you know, no new person to, to meet or anything... I tried to find this kind of like, uh, you know, like socializing zone on the internet. So uh, that's why, like, I started like a, a Twitch channel, which is like, you know, a, um, a social media, like live live streaming social media, to create a community where like I would feel safe and those people would feel safe too. And it really, really, I think it really saved my life in a way because I was really like isolated, 
I feel I feel very easily lonely. Like I'm solitary, but I feel very easily lonely. You know that that's kind yeah. of a mixed feeling, and uh, and I really need needed this, and 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 I really that's the only part of my life during the pandemic where I found uh, you know a safe place somewhere to socialize with people and uh, and appreciate you know uh, uh, people's input or, or like their ideas or whatever and uh, and you know compliments or whatever comments. Um, it's it, it really really helped because the as I said like f and you said for a lot of people live shows are the only part of the world where they actually can feel like they belong to something and um, it's community it's a yeah. community feeling yeah yeah and that's that's something that we talk about on on tour like on stage or every night because for us it's very uh, important for people to understand that the people in the in in the venue they are attending the show with they have a lot in common with them you know it, it's i know how it is to feel lonely in the crowd you know but when you're in the subway obviously you're feeling lonely because you don't know anything about those people the people that take the train with you or whatever but when you're at a show you know those people have the same tastes in music than you there's a good chance they have other things in common with you so this is something that we felt was very important to tell people every night is that if you feel lonely, just look around you. There are a lot of people that are just the same as you. And if you want to talk to them, feel welcome to do it. If you want to come talk to us, feel feel welcome to do it too. Because we don't want people to feel bad at our shows or like feel lonely. And because our main uh, speeches about like the main speeches we have in, in in our music is about community and the power of community. So so that's that was something that was very like central when we started the the tour. We were like, we need to tell people that they're not alone and 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 you just look around yourself you know there's like 100 other people <laughs> exactly that feel the I, same i think it's another example of mm. what you just uh, talked about like when the government said like culture or uh, mm. musicians are not important and then you talk about like the responsibility that you feel when sharing your voice mm. your music with people and also like even like having these statements on um, uh, on stage about like loneliness something mm. that you might that you might have felt and that you found uh, your way of coping through mm. um uh, a twitch mm. um uh, and also just being on stage sharing that message of this is what i've experienced but like we're probably well there are probably more uh, mm. like me that also have it look around you uh talk about it like mm. so at least it is a message to everyone like it, it comes with responsibility yeah and uh i don't, I don't know what to say like it doesn't feel like it's heavy and a heavy responsibility really because we're just talking about ourselves and we know it can help people and we we see it helps people because like every night people come to talk to us and be like what you what you said on stage really you know struck me it was very important for me and uh and uh and he you know it, it kind of like cheered me up because i really felt like i was you know part of something and uh, and that's the, the the main part like i mean being kids like uh, you know when like we come we come from a very small town in france the first time we started touring outside of france in like uh, diy communities every everywhere in europe um you start feeling this thing where it's like no one knows you but you you're part of their community still you know it's like they're gonna help you put up a show in like eastern poland like no one ever heard of you right. there and uh and even the promoter doesn't know you at all, but they're just like, oh, you're a punk band, just come, you know, you'll have food, you'll have a place to stay, a couple people for the show and everything. And um, and that's something that, you know, I, I, we try to keep with us from the DIY community is the DIY scene is that the community sense is the central thing. It's, it's the most important thing in what we're doing. Well, our, our goal as a band is not to be better than any other band we we don't see you know a competition in what we're doing or anything. We just we just want to be part of something, or we just want people to feel like they're part of something with us. You know, um, this is how we see the 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 things we're doing. You know, it's not like a carrier that we're we like, oh, we don't have enough views or we don't have enough you know listens compared to that band or whatever. Like or I don't know. It's it's more like it's important to build something together. Uh, kind of like a counterpower if it makes right. any sense like a culture where everyone feels good and everyone can express themselves uh because th i think that's all we have when you see when you look at uh everything politics in like when i say politics i mean like the political game like politicians and everything 
we are not part of that. <laughs> yeah. We're we, like you vote, but you don't. You're not part of it. It's like you're always, uh, you're always like the last part of the discussion. You know, and and it's really hard to feel involved in politics today. And I'm kind of also surprised to see that the younger generations, at least in France, they're very involved in politics. When I would feel like if I was like 19 today. I would be like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to, I, like, seriously, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be involved in that. I just live my life in the corner of the world and that's it. Um, I'm very surprised, like happily surprised to see that so many younger persons are actually involved in politics because everything tells you that you're not important. <laughs> yeah. Everything tells you that your voice is just shit. Uh, we're not going to listen to it and we're going to do whatever we feel like what we whatever we feel like doing you know so um so i feel like doing the things we do is just a very small part of like building something bigger like talking about politics as like um like like you know like uh how do you say that like um like being so uh, like politically politically social or like socially political mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah you know, like just the fact of like treating people well is is just a political act for us is just the the very first thing you can do to like work as a as an ensemble like as as a group um just the fact of saying that is already like a huge political statement and and i think a huge fuck you to all the people who try to divide you know divide us in in general and um and so that's the only thing we can do as a band you know and as a community is just like try to gather as many people as as possible being as inclusive as possible to And uh, and 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 you know start like having ideas all together, and so like when a group actually carries all those ideas, it's easier than just one person, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily come with like great responsibility. However, you're the igniters of like creating that platform of of like-minded people. Yeah, and because what 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 you do when you're a band, like actually even if you don't say it, the first thing you say to younger people is like you can do it too. That's the feeling I had watching bands in playing in bars, you know, like in small squads or whatever. It's like, oh, I can do it myself. Like I, I can be in a band too. I can express myself. Right. And I, I think it's very important that that's something we take very seriously with 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 Birds in Row is that we really want to be close to the audience because we don't want to have any kind of barrier, you know. Like we don't want to be like the kind of band that was just locked in its backstages until you play and you don't talk to the people, you know. When you do that, you just tell people you're like some kind of elite, you know. You're, you're some yeah. you're some kind of like something you will never achieve, you know. Our 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 goal is just to make everyone understand that what we do, you can do it too. Yeah. That's how we got to do it in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> It's by understanding this. So maybe tomorrow you're gonna be on stage and I'm gonna be in the crowd watching you play. And that's the beauty of this kind of culture is that everyone can express themselves. You can express yourself doing a podcast, doing a, a fanzine. You can do a label whatever there are many ways if you're if you don't feel like playing music there are many ways you can express yourself in this little like cultural bubble yeah and uh and and you know like being a band that is very accessible for people i think is is our responsibility too you know it's like uh it, it's just like telling people um you can do it too and and it's cool you know it's like Of course, it's easier for a career to be like the mysterious band, you know, the the guy like, oh, we don't know, we don't know what they do in the background, blah, 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 blah. Like, it makes it like, you know, uh, it makes you more hype in a way, but we don't care about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for us, it's more important to just, you know, build something with the people in a, and something solid and where they can actually grow, uh, grow as well, you know. That's something you can see, like, in in our town for a very long time from the 60s to uh, the 2010s i'd say there were a lot of shows in the bars you know uh, usually uh but everything shut down because of like you know lows about volume and everything and uh and when we started putting up shows again when we started birds in row we were like we need to have shows you know we so many bands help us in europe that we need to bring them here you know as like a, a thank you or thank you show or whatever And um, so we started putting up shows and the reaction from like our surrounding was amazing because like more people were coming to shows every night, but also bands started to flourish. You know, there were like new bands popping up 
from nowhere. Like we, we felt it was nowhere, but it was actually from the things we were doing. And they told us that they were like, oh, we discovered so many bands through the shows you, you put up and, and he, he, we actually met at the shows you were putting out. So like, you know, that's when we decided to create a band. And that's something that, at least in France, um, uh, usually like, um, you know, city halls and stuff that don't understand is that culture, that's where it starts. That's in, in very small places where like kids would go and actually, you know, um, uh, see themselves in the band that is playing like one meter from them on the same floor. Because when you see a band in like a huge arena, how can you tell yourself I'm going to do that? <laughs> it's not possible. It's like it takes so much effort and so much time to ar arrive to that point as a band that it's not even imaginable for someone to be like, I'm going to do that, you know. Or it takes a lot of guts, you know, to be like, I'm going to be for fighters. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, you don't think like that in the first place, you know, so like, and it's really important for, I think, in, in general, for, for people to understand that this subcultures or whatever you want to call them are like the very solid base of the rest of the culture. That's when, that's when like everything you know, shapes itself when people decide to be part of it too. And, and then, then they go to the next step and they play to like bigger places maybe and whatever. They, if they want to build a carrier, they can do it. But the very, very beginning is the rehearsal room and the bars you're right. going to play. Right. And I think that's a, a very nice topic that you're actually, um, uh, that you're actually uh, tapping into. Mm -hmm. I mean, like starting a band in itself is something which is so cool. Like, yeah. so it's your songs, it's your music, it's your lyrics. And creating something. Creating mm, something. Yeah. And like you said, like it's the same with the podcast. Like we're do it yourself podcast. We just bought this and, and went mm. for it. And, and now we're talking to you, which is yeah. amazing. It's but, uh, yeah, yeah, the, 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 every time I, I have this kind of discussion, I like to quote uh, Ian McKay from, uh, from Fugazi and, 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 uh, and Minor Threat because he said something for me that was super interesting that I always tell anyone that would come to talk to us and be like, I play in a band, but you know, it's not like you, we don't tour, we don't do blah, blah. You know, it feels like you're like diminishing yourself. Uh, and, and I'm always like, you know, someone like Ian McKay that is like huge, like in the underground culture is like some kind of like a semi-god. <laughs> he said one day that, you know, the first success you have as a band is when you gather like three, four people in the practice room and you write your first song. That's the success that you're looking for because just the fact of, you know, like doing something with your friends and actually being able to create something together is huge. It's like, it's really, hard. it's hard in the first place. Normally, you know, it's like organizing yourself is pretty hard. So like creating something together is even harder, I think. And, uh, and so it's the success everyone should be looking for is this success. You know, it's like the one where you actually create music and, and, and after that, if, if people like it or not, it's something different, you know, it's not, it doesn't mean that you're not successful or whatever. It's just that it was not the right time or whatever. Like there's so many, or so you many were, things. You, were, you weren't talented enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like the, I, don't, I really don't like the word talent because for me, it's a lot of work, but also a lot of uh, uh, luck. Yeah. Everything, like everything we do with Birds in Row, we... Like I have to admit that we we were very lucky since the very beginning of the band, you know, to meet the right persons at the right time, uh, play the the good type of music at the right time too, and and so if today you're playing ska, for example, you love ska, you love that, no one's gonna care about it today because it's not hype, you know. But still, should you stop playing the music you like? I don't think so. And I think for me, that's why I'm talking about success, about creating something, is that just play the music you want with your friends because it's going to put smiles on your face and, and you're going to be happy with what you're doing. And if tomorrow Sky is something hype again, then you're going to have, you know, your other kind of success or like career or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and I know it's hard to think about it that way. And it's even easier for me to speak about it that way now that we're the bands that we are. But I think that's how you should always see your band and anything you create, really. Right. It right. relieves you from a lot of pressure that is just destroying the creation like you know the inspiration and everything yeah exactly and what i'm wondering like so in itself like enjoy what you want like do what you want to do like do what you want to want to create mm. um and what you said there as well like if you i don't know are lucky or you are sorry talented mm. or you're discovered <laughs> yeah. or you find yourself in, in uh having a music career um like we started this because we hear about like negativity 
like but no no actually it's not necessarily negativity it's like uh, artists starting to open up talking about like what what they struggle with or mm. and sometimes it's about like touring life or it's mm. about like uh, uh, or like the the effect of touring uh, mm. uh, uh, touring life um, what we were wondering like so you you are an art or sorry you start making music you're having fun but at some point maybe you find yourself having a career mm. does it come with like I don't know pressure so where where does that opening up where, where does it come from like why is that so it seems a bit tied into the music industry mm. but like we can't really understand yet like what it is why people are now opening up and why it's becoming more 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 talked about like why is it even existing uh, you mean the, the, Me- the mental the, struggles throughout okay. being a musician uh i think it's just you know for every artist it's not just in the music the um, uh, the the apparition of social medias has has changed a lot about the way you perceive your own thing because you start to compare yourself way more to other people. Like I can talk about it because I, I'm a tattoo artist next to music and most of my work rely on the people who would like check out my work on Instagram, for example. And when you start seeing like your likes, for example, you know, they just go down and down and you're like, okay, so I'm going to have less and less work, which means less and less money. So how am, am I going to survive or whatever? This is already a pressure, you know, you have, you have like the the economic pressure, but there's also this thing where like, why does no one care anymore? You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, and in the music, it's the same thing. You can, you can look at, you know, I don't know, like numbers through like Spotify, for example, or like, uh, like Instagram too. And, uh, and I feel it's very easy to just check out some other artist page and be like, why do they have like twice more followers than I have? And it's very human to think that way. You know, it's not, it's not like, it's not like you're uh, you're narcissistic or whatever. It's just like you try to understand your like your position in 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 a in in a scene or like a community or whatever. You try you try to understand why why you have less people at your shows, for example. What 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 is it that makes you special or something like that? And uh, and it comes with a lot a lot of thoughts that can be very dark, and also very um, you can persuade yourself that you're shit very easily through mm. that. I think. Um, so that's why, that's why I was trying to say before, it's like, it's always important to refocus your mind on why you're doing things and not being like, always like comparing yourself with other people and stuff because everyone's different. Uh, and, uh, and you're, you're not doing the music for the same reasons maybe than another band, you know, um, you're not at the same point in your career or like the life of your band e- either. So it doesn't make sense to compare yourself to like when, when, when you're, like, when you're a one year old band, you, you're not going to compare yourself to Metallica, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So it doesn't make sense either to compare yourself to a band that doesn't have the same path than you, you know? Right. Um, so it's a, but it's just so human to just check out internet and be uh, and be like, well, I'm bummed out. <laughs> I'm th- this this band's got a success and I don't understand it because maybe I don't like the music or like I, it doesn't do anything for me, and I don't understand why they're more famous than the music that I do when I really put all my heart in it and and I feel it's more you know, it's more like um, speaking or whatever. It's more uh, interesting. Or, so it's a. Uh, it's. I think it's something that it, it, it will take a lot of time for artists to uh, accommodate to the use of social medias and and put it back in its own place where it's just you know it's just like a uh, it's just some kind of website or whatever but with comments you know? right right and it's just because it's so new that people they don't know how to deal with it like I mean the first place like I'm not judging or anything it's just sometimes I see myself you know scrolling and checking my stuff and I'm like why the fuck like uh, and at some point you feel like you're it's starting to be very gloomy and and you put everything in perspective like you remember playing a super nice show in this or that city and being like overwhelmed by the people's reaction for example and you're like this is more important than what i see on instagram or on spotify or whatever right Hmm. is that also like the one thing that that makes sure that that Birds of Road just keeps on keeps on touring, just being being out there, being with the people. Mm. Um, because I also you, you, and you just mentioned it as well, like scrolling through your uh, your Insta, less like or not saying your Insta, no. but like uh, potentially an artist yeah. less likes means less income. Like and also when when going on tour, it's also about like having your merge, having people coming to the shows. Um, I can imagine like if you are well, 
in a band that's one year old, but like mm. you're actually starting to tour, that also could come with pressure. Like I need to have some income, but because I'm leaving, I'm not doing, I don't have a job mm. because I'm doing this, but then like the money or, or the income, sorry, uh, uh, will become something that could be of pressure as well. Like, so every band, like if you're starting a band, you're listening to this podcast and you think about starting a band, just understand that the first tours you're going to lose money. That's, that's obvious. Uh, so the main part of like booking your first tours is to try to, you know, reduce all the, all the loss of money. Like maybe don't pay a van that is very expensive. Maybe try to, you know, rent a van from a friend or whatever. Maybe take your own car or whatever. People take your no notes, but yeah. <laughs> books out here. Because that's how things happen. It's always like that. Uh, if you don't lose money on the first tours, you're super lucky and that's great. I'm super happy for you, <laughs> but use, most of the time it's really hard to, uh, to you know, break even on the first tours. When you're like a ten-year-old band and you still lose money, it can be very harsh mentally. Obviously, it can it can be very tough because you start thinking that you're not growing up at all. So maybe it's yours to decide. You know, do you still want to tour like a lot, or do you just want to take vacations with your friends, playing music like once in a while? You know. Where you're gonna obviously lose money, but but at least it's not too bad, you know. Um, it's it's really hard to uh, because th there's no like solution or anything because it really depends on the way your band is growing up or not. Like uh, when we were, when I was saying we were very lucky with Birds in Row is that our band really started very well after that. I don't because we toured so much at the beginning, like we we every month we were on tour everywhere in Europe and. Um, And people started like catch up with our music and our mentality too, and uh, and and more people were coming to shows. Uh, so we started like breaking even pretty early in the band, which is rare, I think. Even like when you tour the UK, for example, it's a place where it's very easy to lose money. Usually, you don't. You it's like touring in the US, for example. Usually, you don't come back with money. Mm -hmm. uh, we've always been lucky enough to break even there, uh, and um, even like every US tour we did, we always broke even in. And it's, we're just like one of those examples that are very rare, I think. And I, I'm very um, conscious of that. You know, when we're talking about uh, building a career, for example, that was never an intention of the band. We were, we were always like, we don't want to be professional. We just want to keep it, you know, aside from our professional life or whatever. We don't want, we want it to be very pure, you know. Right. <laughs> There's kind of like pure purity in, in punk, uh, in the punk scene that really doesn't exist but when you're younger you think it exists <laughs> and uh and one day we just looked at you know the numbers and and you know the propositions we had for festivals and stuff and we we're like actually we we can live from our music if we decide to do it we can live from our music and and you think about your you know your 10 year old uh, self where you were like you know playing music on your like tennis rackets you know trying to like air guitar on like nirvana or anything where you're like i've always wanted to do this so now do i really want to do it like do i want to be a professional musician or do i want to keep it like as an obi or something like a very a very important obi but still and that's when we made the decision to become professional but once again it was it was because we were very lucky to have so many people following up uh, the things we were doing you know And, uh, and the support of labels and stuff that were right. like working for us. So, uh, so it's our example is the example of like how you can be, you can start from nowhere because one, once again, we come from a very small town in France. France is not known for its like, you know, uh, hardcore scene or anything like that. Uh, we've never played France at the beginning of the band, really. It was, really? It, there's no scene, really. And, um, and so coming from a small town in France, was a huge handicap at the beginning if you think about it and there's no there's no scene let alone in, in probably the place where you were yeah 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 and the, like there they were but it was like something where if there's a metal show you're going you know you're a kid you want to see music there's a metal show you're going there's a punk show you're going to even though you don't listen to either of those like music it's just a there's a show going on so you have to go because that's one of those events you know <laughs> it's really rare so it's really rare so you have to be there and uh and so which is cool because it also opens you up to uh, other type of music you know but most of the things i discovered i discovered them on internet or magazines really 
no, there was no big shows where where we were, so uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it was pretty hard to uh, to build a culture there. Right. But um, but but yeah. So like, w w what I was uh, about to say is just um, like when we're talking about mental health and the impact of you know not being famous or whatever on your mental health as a musician, it's also our own responsibility to take care of ourselves and be like you know reasonable in a way where where it's like you arrive to a point at your in your career like i don't know you've been a band for like 5 10 15 years and you feel like no one cares about your what you're doing it doesn't mean that you should stop playing music you know but maybe do things differently do things differently to take care of yourself and not be jaded of music after a while because i've seen so many people stop you know playing in a band just because they wouldn't have the crowd they were expecting uh, at shows in general which is shit because maybe 10 years after that they would get more recognition because it's all it's not something you can control you know you can't control the fact that people are going to like what you're doing the hype that is going on around the type of music you're playing or, or, or anything like that it's it's got nothing to do with you really when it comes to like the people attending your shows or buying your records or anything like that it's like do the best you can at producing the the the, the best music for yourself like what you think is the best you can do and then after that, the rest has nothing to do with you, really. So, uh, yeah. And it's something, it's, it takes a lot of time to understand. And once again, it's very easy for me to say that when we're in a position where we are, we have a good following, you know, like people are, are supporting us. So so it's easy for me to be like, oh, you shouldn't care about that. <laughs> but from an, uh, an outside point of view, I, I, I really know it's really important to understand that the most valuable thing you should you know focus on is the thing you're doing with your friends and uh and the rest is just adjusting you know knobs it's just like should we tour maybe not you know and 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 that's it you know you're not and that's also something is that you're not less of a band if you don't tour a lot of a lot of bands come to us and be like as i was saying like we're not a band like you you know we don't tour like 100 days a year and you're like it doesn't mean you're not a band you know as as long as you put up music, even if it's just like MP3s on internet, you're a band. That's that's it. The 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 moment you you get out of a practice room with a song, you're a band. You know, it's and you're not less of a band than Foo Fighters or whatever. Like as I was saying, it's just a you just don't have the same reach, and that's it. But you're not less of a band. Yeah, really. I think uh, when referring to Foo Fighters, I think mm. it was also Dave Grohl that said like we were also when back in Nirvana, we were just like three dudes with mm. instruments in the garage, and suddenly, well. That's how we started. Like yeah, th yeah. that's that's what it's uh, uh, what it is about. Like Nirvana got huge, but if there was if there were no Dinosaur Junior, if there were no you know like all the '90s scene at that time, right. there would no or even the '80s scene, there would there would never have been any Nirvana, even though it was like some kind of alien for the music industry, like something like when 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 Nirvana exploded all the um, major labels they tried to you know replicate it they tried to find some other like grunge bands then punk bands and it was very hard for them to re replicate it because it's just like a one-time thing really it's like there's only one nirvana there's yeah. only one band that would like reach as many people with like a certain type of writing lyrics or a certain type of writing songs and and the music itself just is so much part of the rest of the of, of you know the the environment, like the musical environment of the U.S. at this time, like Sonic Youth, Dinosaur Jr., all those bands, they prepared Nirvana, really. So there, would, there wouldn't be any Nirvana without, without all those bands, you know, and, right. and they were not half as big as Nirvana were. So. Well, hopefully, like, after uh, listening to, uh, to you as well, like, hopefully there will be way more bands after listening to, uh, to Birds in Row. Yeah, like, that's, so that's, that's uh, uh, actually, that's something that we... That's uh, that's what we were saying like 15 minutes ago. It's like it, for us, it's really important for people to understand that if you want to play music, just do it. It's uh, it's it's scary because you're you're gonna have to face yourself, and you know you're gonna have to listen to your own music and be like, maybe I don't like it, but it doesn't mean it's shit. I'm just gonna do my best. You know, I'm I'm just gonna do something that means something to me, and and then after that, you know, I just put it out in the world, and that's it. Right. But. But just do it because it, like, literally, like, it's not even that it changed my life. It's just that it's my life today to do that. Like, I started playing guitar. I was nine. Uh, my first band, I was 14. So I've been playing in bands for 22 years. And I, like, nonstop, like, I've never stopped playing in bands. And, uh, and, 
And I had my like my first band, for example, was like very small, but I, it was everything for me. You know, it was like you're, you're like you have your little like high school band or whatever, but it's 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 very important for you for you, and you really believe in it and everything. I have the exact same feeling with Birds in Row today. Like we don't have like like my first band. I think we had like hundreds of the recognition we have with Birds in Row, really, but or like thousands even. But I have the exact same feeling, like it's still very important for me. It's the same, you know, core uh, feeling uh, about it. Like if you feel like you should be part of a band or you should have like a solo project or anything like that, just do it, you know, just do it. It's uh, it, it, even even more because today it's so easy to start something, you know, like as you said, like you, you want to start a podcast, you buy like a Zoom, a Zoom thing, you just put some microphones in it and, and, and you're a podcaster, you know. Playing music is the same, really. You don't even need amplifiers anymore. It's very easy and, uh, and at the same time, it's very scary, which, is, which I understand, but like, you shouldn't be scared about being yourself. You know? It's a really uh, nice uh, encourage, uh, encouragement. Mm. Yeah. So, so what I'm wondering now, like, uh, uh, like it's really about like, the band. I think you still do your own uh, merch as well mm. and, uh, and the way you've set, you've set that up. Um, I saw the I saw the van downstairs. Mm. And you're still like uh, with uh, with a couple of people in there yeah. driving around. So what's happening to uh, to your Twitch? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, your, um, is that it, like do you still have time for no, no, something I, that you? I, I don't up? I don't stream on a when I'm, like the way my brain function is that uh, I, I'm always like uh, so when I'm on tour I'm on tour and I don't do anything else. When I'm tattooing I'm not dealing with music that much. And when I'm at home, I'm streaming. That's that's what I do. Like I, I, right. it's really just like you know, a very specific pose uh, in 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 my life. So I I don't feel like streaming on tour really, um, and uh, I don't feel like tattooing on tour either. Like I've been asked a bunch of times, but I'm like no, you know, I'm here for the music. Right. So and and living everything, uh, like from A to Z, of the of like the whole panel that it means to be on tour. So. Uh, so when I'm go- when I go home, I I stream, and and then I go to work, and then I go to tour, I go on tour, and that's it. <laughs> and that, exactly. So every everything you still do, but you just like divide it. Yeah, yeah. You, you divide your time over. Focus on one thing at a time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't you can't be um, you can't have like family time when you're on tour. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it, I find myself like you know, I, I I'm still very surprised of the way I function when I'm on tour, but like. I don't call anyone when I'm on tour. I don't call my parents. I don't call my my girlfriend or anything like that. I'm I'm just in the moment and I I live this, and I try to, you know, appreciate it as much as I can. But then when I when I go home, I start calling people again and uh, and and that's it. You know, it's just that this specific part of my life is for myself. You know, and 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 my bandmates and uh, and the friends we have with us. So uh, so it's. Uh, that's the way, like, uh, not everyone works like that, but that's the way I work, really. Right, mm. right. Yeah, that's very, uh, that's very nice. Uh, mm. yeah, like, we've talked about it a lot. Um, we talked about the new album, about touring life, and also uh, combining uh, mm. your, your, your musical work with uh, uh, being, a, being a tattoo artist, mm. being a streamer as well. <laughs> um, um, uh, but, but, like, you've also mentioned that, like, being in a band, uh, especially during the pandemic, can be, can be hard as well. But, like, still, there's enough reason for you to, to, to keep on to keep on uh, to keep on going uh, to find reasons uh, to 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 do this life but what, like what's just the best thing about being in a band like what's the positive thing of being in a band the cool thing is that so I know what it is to have a solo project for example or our bassist Quentin he still has his solo project so he could talk to you about it but it's very hard to be on your own because every decisions rely on yourself and uh, your motivation is the the engine for the whole project. So when you're when you're like three people, four people, five people, it's way easier to to have you know like ups and downs. So when I'm down and I see Joris, our drummer, being like uh, very like like working a lot on the band, you know, putting a lot of energy in it, uh, I feel like I owe him to still be here. But also when I see him like that, I'm like. Maybe it's just my feelings, like my depression, making it hard to understand that this band is still the same. You know, it's not touring at the moment because we're in the middle of a pandemic or whatever, but it's still here. It, it still exists uh, and uh, and we have to take care of it. And 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 so it's like kind of easier to have, you know, your your moody parts when like the responsibility, responsibility and the existence of the band is divided between people. That's the... and. 
that's I think the best example of how community helps because you know like carrying uh, a project on your own is super hard some people are made for that some people are like even very bossy and you know you can't you can't do anything for them but most of the people I know they need to have people around them to help them you know like physically mentally you need to have people around you to to show you in a certain way that what what you're doing all together is important and and is actually working and and uh, and that's that's the main point about being a part of a community you know it's like you you have the force of like 10 20 30 100 people it's way it's way bigger than you on your own you know yeah yeah, exactly. It's phys- and as I said, it's physically, but also mentally, and that's a part that we tend to to forget. But like the support of people working together is very important. Like uh, just e- even if it's not about like you know talking about the project together, just the fact of like seeing someone being involved in the same thing that you're doing. But because you're depressed, you're you, you don't you feel like you should step out a little bit of it. Seeing that other people are like more involved than you makes you like it reminds you that everything you do is important and and uh, and actually it's got a reason to exist you know right that's uh, that's that's nice mm-hmm. and how are you doing at the at the moment like you, there's a couple of times you were saying like during the pandemic i was depressed or mm-hmm. I, I and just there you you brought it up as well is this like being being out there is that like the the the, the relief the the part of yeah of the, the life that you absolutely love yeah d- d- definitely it's like a so as I said, like for myself, I don't know how other people function, but like for myself, when I'm not on tour for two months, I start like being feeling depressed, like the, as if you know, um, as if you, you forgot to put water in a plant. You know, it's 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 that kind of feeling where you just feel like you're not yourself anymore. The same way that if we're not on tour, I kind of feel like the band doesn't exist anymore. For me, th- this is where it exists. You know, being live or like on tour anywhere in the world, and. Uh, and so when we started touring, I had this feeling where I was not sure if I still wanted to do it because I started to have like another routine in my life. So I started to find, you know, other positive way to cope with the things I have to go through. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, and being on tour was something that was like, you know, I, I, I couldn't even remember really how, how it was and how I felt. So I was like, maybe we're just going to play a couple of shows and I'll see if I still want to do that. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, be, because it's um, like, as, as, as you were talking about the, at the very beginning of the podcast, like there are so many good things about touring, but there's so many negative things as well. Like things that are hard, like you're away from the people you love, you miss birthdays and everything. You, uh, you're very fragile as well because you're, you, you know, everything is, is unstable. You don't have a house. You... The, uh, all all you all you have in your life is in the is in your van you know it's it's in the trunk of your van so if you get your van stolen for example you lose everything uh, if your van breaks down you lose the old tour and you're like which happened on our very first European tour like you're in the middle of somewhere full of snow and you have no idea how to deal with the situation so it's very um, traumatizing in a way sometimes um, so it's very intense emotionally to be on tour sometimes. Because you can be, uh, I don't know, you, you you can be pushed in your own, you know, um, boundaries. I don't know what to say, but it's uh, it's it's really sometimes it's really hard. So um, I was like, do I still want to push myself that far, like where I have to deal with how to uh, manage, uh, like repairing a van in fucking Istanbul or you know, right. in a place where I know no one and and we have no support system at all. Uh, so that's that, that's something that, that would always come to my mind and also being like yeah it's going to be tiresome and and uh, obviously if sometimes if the turnouts are not good at shows it's going to play on your mind a little bit you're going to be like um why people didn't show up tonight what's what's the matter blah 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 and uh, and the thing is that we step on the very first stage and as I said, you know, everything felt very easy. You know, it was like, it was like the last show we played was like two days ago. And, and you know, there's this feeling where you're like, this is where I belong. Like, like this is, this is me, like being on stage here uh, with my friends and, and saying the things that we want to say. This is who I am and, and what I am supposed to do. Like, I don't believe, like, I'm not a very spiritual person at all. And I don't believe in like fate and everything, but 
I'm like everything in my in my mind tells me this is where I belong and and that's what I'm supposed to do so so if one day it stops it, it, it will stop and I will find something else to do but as long as the band exists this is what we have to do you know that's uh, that's where that that's where we're gonna give the best of ourselves and uh, and maybe be the most useful hopefully uh, um, hopefully for the people you know Nice. Um, that's so. Uh, that's uh, I guess also something that we really look forward to when <laughs> seeing you in a couple of hours when uh, when you're when you're actually uh, uh, playing. Um, it was really nice to to hear your voice, not necessarily uh, literally your voice, but also what you meant <laughs> okay. by naming your voice and what you want to share. Are there any final words for for people that are uh, listening to uh, to uh, to this show? Um, um, they're they're like so. What we do on on stage is like usually we 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 have like a little break between songs and we talk about the the next song and what it means. And, um, I found out that some, some of it was very important to tell even outside of, of the show is that first of all, you're not alone. If you feel lonely, like that's something that I think a lot of people struggled with. That's what we we're talking about during the pandemic, like feeling isolated and, uh, and feeling disconnected from the world too. Like, uh, Myself, I have this thing where I don't understand people. I don't understand how things work uh, around me, but I know I'm not the only one, and it helps me, you know, go through this. Um, uh, like, like if, if if you don't understand why someone wants to do, like, wants to build their lives a very opposite way of the things you're doing, there are other people who are doing the same things than you, and that can make you feel good too. You know, like you're not an alien or something like that. So that's one of the most important things that under people have to understand they're not alone and they should never get to a point where they decide to to leave the world. That's that's something that's been a, that's been very important for me to say. But also we have a couple of songs called um, Trompe and Rodin that talk about the relationship you have with people when you're uh, in depression. And they're like I, I, I like to put it in a way that is very binary, even though there's like a lot of, you know, shades of gray in, the, in, in between. But like for me, it's there is like two type of people. And and I, I include myself in that um, when you face someone that is very depressed, you're either going to tell them it's their fault and uh, and that they have to work on themselves and and uh, and and uh, the word is not that, you know, that shitty or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the thing that you don't understand when you're not depressed is that being in a depression is like having a filter in front of yourself and you're not seeing any light at all. And uh, and and so when you're saying someone, you're not trying hard enough to, you know, feel better. It's just insulting and very violent. And, you know, that's what we call like toxic positivity. It's it's I think it's like one of the weirdest thing to say to someone that basically you're telling someone you're not enough you know <laughs> you're not enough you're not uh um you're you know feeling better is just realize on yourself which is totally true uh, totally f uh, fake for uh, uh, totally wrong sorry like the the other opposite like the, the opposite side of the spectrum of the reaction you can have are people who know what it is to be depressed and to feel like everything is like, you know, falling apart around you and stuff. And those people, they, they always find the good words because they know what they need to hear. And most of the time is like, you're going to be like, you're going to be strong. I'm going to help you. Um, you're, um, you know, you're worth something like whatever you think the world is telling you, you're worth something. You mean something to someone you, uh, you, um, everything you do, you do it for the good reasons or whatever. Like, you know, those kind of speeches that are like more like actually positive and, and helping and uh, and not tell someone that if you feel like shit, it's not it's just your fault. There are so many reasons to feel like shit today, like like, you know, what we call eco anxiety, for example, or like politics in general. Like that's something that we talk on stage as well. Like when you see a government shooting at people in the street because they don't agree with them which is which happens in France you know when people are protesting and they're getting shot by the police how can you feel like there's a solution after that <laughs> how can you feel like we're, we're reaching a point where like as I said your voice doesn't matter as a voter or whatever but also when you protest in the street you're getting shoot like shot by the police and everything like how can you even imagine you're part of something so um, 
there's many reasons to feel like shit today and it's not your fault if you feel like shit so just surround yourself with nice people and you know cats and <laughs> and dogs very good be surrounded by nice people cats and dogs people. that's some uh, some strong words uh, bart uh, thanks so much for um for sharing so many insights and opening up uh, to us and also being a guest on our uh, mental health no, podcast. thank you for inviting me thank yeah, you so nice. much have a great time tonight uh, i'm pretty sure that uh, that that we are because uh, we're lucky enough to uh, to uh, to get tickets to your uh, to your show and have a great uh, rest of the european tour as well thank you take care en dat was het dan ook van, uh, ja, voor ons vanuit Patronaat in Haarlem, waar we spraken met Bart Balboa van Birds in Row. Check voor meer content, metalhealth.nl en wij spreken jullie snel. Hoi hoi!